Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know many of you are excited, and this is that time of the year that we get closer to the time that we have designated to celebrate the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know many will argue, hey, he was not born in December the 25th, and I would agree with you. But nonetheless, the world has set aside this day that we all acknowledge that he lived and that he died. And I know that he died for my sins. And you know that he died for your sins. And I'm just grateful that he came and he gave his life so that you and I would have the opportunity to the tree of life. And as we go in this morning, I want us to go in with the, the heart of gratitude. You know, I was just sitting here thinking and all the things that we've done this year and all the things that you've done. And God has just blessed us with this Tremendous year of the double harvest that God has just blessed us on both ends. Amen. And make no bones about it. If you're still here, that God has been good to you. And this morning, we want to transition into our praise and worship with Sister um, Dominique Johnson as she takes us into a praise and worship. I ask that you don't sit back, but that you get and be a part of the service. Amen. And enjoy what God has given us. And I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful to be here and to be alive. At this time, Sister Johnson, we're going to hand this on over to you. Hallelujah. Good morning, Safe House. God kept us all another week. I'm so grateful for him. I know you are too. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. All How great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, sing how great, how great is our God.
with me in your homes. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. your hands on it right there. Clap your hands for a great God. Clap your hands for an amazing God. Oh, he's a great God. How would you praise him if he walked into the room right now? He's a great God. He's a great God. He's a great God. How great great, how great, 
know he's great, just lift your hands. How great. Wonderful is your name. How great. How great. Prince of peace. How great. How great. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You're great. How great is our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get something on your mind. Think about something that God did for you that only him and him alone could do. Think about how wonderful he is, how great he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On today, we want to give God all that we have. On Sundays, I always tell my children that they haven't done enough for God. If you come home and you still got something left, you haven't, you haven't done enough. Because at the end of the day, he just simply wants it all. He wants all of our worship, all of our praise, all of our hallelujahs, all of our glories. Because he deserves it and he just simply wants it all. There's a voice that cries out in the silence. Searching for a heart that will love him. Longing for a child that will give him their own. Give it all. He wants it all. And there's a God that walks over the earth. Searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give him their own. Give it all. He wants it all. He says, love me, love me with your whole heart. He wants it all today. Serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. All today, give it all. And there's a God that walks over the earth, searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will give him their own. Give it all. He wants it all. He says, Love me, love me with your today. Serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. So give it all. 
there's a God that walks over the earth, searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will give him peril, give it all. He wants it all. He says, love me, love me with your whole heart. He wants it all today. Serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He'll give it all. wants all of you on today. He doesn't want some of you. That's not enough. He doesn't want pieces of you. He doesn't want bits and pieces. He wants all of us. So you have to give the best of your service so that when we leave this place, he'll understand all about it and say, well done. Give it all because he
just a little song I want to leave you guys with on this morning. We're all going through something and we need God to do something for us. But I want to convince you that if you just reach out, reach out to God on this morning. Reach out to him. And I promise you, he's not too busy to hear your cry. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody that again. He's not too busy. He's not too busy. He never sleeps nor slumbers. That's what the word says. He's never too busy to hear your cry. I want to encourage you on this morning. Reach out and touch the Lord while he goes by. You will find he's not too busy to this moment all your needs he will supply reach out and touch the Lord as he goes goes by reach out and touch the Lord He's made a way. He's made a way to reach out and touch the Lord as he he goes by. That's what the woman with the issue of blood did. <laughs> and you will find he's not too busy to hear your cry 
apostle. He is past, and by this moment, all of your needs, he will supply. So reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord as He as He goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. And you will find him. he's never too busy to hear your cry because he's passing by this moment all of your needs he will supply reach out and touch the love Jesus, thank you. Will you give him some praise this morning? Will you honor him this morning? Will you let someone know, Lord, that Jesus is king? He is Lord of lords. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. And I'm, for one, am grateful, 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 grateful. How many of you are grateful, grateful, just grateful to know that he is our king? He is our God. He is our Lord. And I am grateful, 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 grateful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you. How many of you thank him this morning? How many of you just thank him, thank him, thank him for he is our God. He is our King of kings and Lord of lords. And it's because of him I live, it's because of him I breathe, because of him I move and have my being that I might as well not move at all unless I move in him. And I'm just so grateful to have life today and have life more abundantly as we sit here the Sunday before Christmas, amen, and we're just so grateful to him. Can we go into a word of prayer this morning? Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning, Lord. We just want to say we thank you, Lord. We thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for the activity of our limbs, Lord Jesus, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. 
food in our stomachs, oh God, and our mind to praise you, Lord. I thank you for having right mind, Lord. I thank you for how you've allowed us all to travel up and down the dangerous highways and the airways, oh God. How you've protected us and kept us, oh God, from dangers seen and unseen, oh God. Lord, how you continue, Lord Jesus, to continually to supply our needs according to your riches and glory, oh God. And we give you honor on today. And Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for family members, oh God, that are close and near, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our families not being interrupted, oh God, Lord Jesus, but we just give your name, the honor, and the praise, Lord, for your wonderful, your kind, your love, your peace, your omnipotent, your all sin, and your all knowing, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for our church musician, oh God, Sister Johnson, Lord, I ask you to continue to bless her, Lord Jesus, allow the doors of overflow, Lord Jesus, and favor, Lord Jesus, and giftedness to be on her life, oh God, Lord, I ask you to continue to touch the Safe House Church, oh God, in this season, oh God, as Lord Jesus, we've been announcing and saying, Lord, that this is the year of the overflow, Lord Jesus, the year of the double, Lord Jesus, the double blessing, oh God, Lord Jesus, the double harvest, oh God, for we know, Lord, you said in your word that the harvest is great, but yet the labors are few, oh God, Lord, as we put our hands to labor on this year, and you've blessed us, and you've kept us, and you've kept us going forward, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch that glory in Jesus' name. Amen. For we know this one thing and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Good morning, Safe House Church. I hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm just so excited to be here before you yet one more time. Amen. That God has allowed me to be here to be able to speak with you and share the word of life on this morning. For God is good and he's so worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful, grateful, grateful to each and every one of you. Amen. Those who um, were able to go on and have prayer. Amen. The wonderful job that I know Sister um, Hicks did. I don't even have to ask. Amen. Because I know she's a woman of prayer that you all upheld me in prayer. Amen. And thank you for the forgiveness <laughs> for the morning that I did miss. Amen. I got my clocks all mixed up. Um, I forgot I was on Central Time and I was all messed up. But nonetheless, God is good and he's um, able and he's worthy to be praised. And therefore, y'all know pastor has those goofs up from time to time and you charge him to his head and not his heart. And I'm grateful for that. And all of you that have celebrated birthdays and anniversaries and all kinds of significant dates, amen, we're the same. Greetings to you, amen. Had a wonderful, wonderful time. Got to meet Sister Sherelle. Hadn't seen um, Sister Webb in probably, ooh, Lord, it's been at least four or five years, amen. And she's doing well in Texas. We got to, um, as we say, break bread, amen, and just spend some fellowship and some one-on-one um, communication, amen. You know, it's always good. You know, virtual, we do virtual because this is where we are and what we, we have right now. But when I can get in front of you, amen, and I can see you, amen, and we can hug on each other and love on each other. Amen. And we want to be able to do so. So we're grateful for our um, virtual audience and those who are far and near. And some more of you are, we'll be reaching out to because I want to touch bases with you all. Some of you are going to get a call today. Yep, you will. Amen. To see if we can get together. Amen. Because I know, I mean, I've been doing a lot of traveling and a lot of things and now some things are starting to settle down and um, pastor want to just put some eyes on folk. Amen. Every now and then, you know, it's, you know, I don't mind the virtual. We do what we got to do until God open up another door for us. But some of y'all want to put eyes on. So we at this time of year, I know time is freeing up for a lot of us and want us to get together. You know, as we say, break bread. As the Bible said, they went from house to house breaking bread. Amen. And um, just make sure, you know, everybody's clear. Everybody's clear on their COVID test. Amen. And make sure we ain't bringing nothing to nobody else. But we want to spend that time in fellowship because fellowship 
is important. I mean, us getting together, obviously, is important here in the household of faith and sharing our faith and talking with each other. But, you know, I know 24-7 that people have, you know, um, we have life, amen, and this is real life, and this is what we live, and um, we're just grateful, 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 grateful. I know I say that, but I can't say it enough, grateful. I was doing a count on this week, and I think um, from my count, I've flown 34 times this year. And every time God has brought me back safely, I ain't going to say some of them flights weren't a little scary because a couple of them were. But God saw fit to bring me home. And I'm grateful for all of you all is praying for me and the doors that God has opened. I told you all, and we, we declared this early on in the beginning of the year, that that was the year of the double harvest. And God has still been um, allowing double harvest, and, and meaning that what the harvest is there, but there's some work that has to be done. And God has opened up doors. And I know many of you, and you'll be able to share your testimony. I can't wait. To New Year's, um, our New Year's Eve service, amen. I'm asking all saints, amen. I want you to share something because I know God has done something tremendously in each and every one of you all's lives, amen. So we look forward to um, having you all. I remember the last time we did it, it was just such a powerful, powerful time. And um, I don't look this to be any different because I know God has just done some extraordinary things in some of your lives. Some of you got new jobs. Some of you got new situations. Some of y'all having babies. Some of y'all, um, you know, got raises. Some of y'all got loans forgiven. I mean, it's just so much. Some of you got, you know, new vehicles. Some of you got there's some things that you were struggling with personally. Um, and some addictions have gotten broken. I mean, just so much to be grateful for. And I want the others to know. Not that I just want you to tell your business, but the Bible said we are what? We're overcome by the power of our testimony. And what that does is it tells somebody else that, hey, I can make it. It tells somebody else, hold on. And it, it reminds somebody else that God is still in the in the saving business, that God is still in the deliverance business, that all I got to do is, you know, just hold on. And you know what? Payday is coming after a while, that my turn is coming, that my time is coming not that far off. So this is why we share and share alike in those um, terms. Amen. We know next Sunday it's Christmas Sunday, amen, and I know many, but we'll be here, amen, I'm right here, I'm in my home anyway, so we'll be here, thus saying what the, um, the word of the Lord is, we um, are more likely going to hold you long, we probably won't have the worship part, amen, I check with our praise and worship leader, and um, so that, I get that, but um, nonetheless, I'll be here with a word um, from the Lord, amen, um, and we'll go forward, um, and we'll just, we'll go from there. Um, says somebody said, will it be closed or live stream? Um, well, all our services are live stream. So if there's some sensitive things that you might not want to share with everybody, I get it. Not a problem. But I know God has done so much for many of you all. You can pick a story and still be more than enough. Amen. But you know, I tell this, no pressure for you to share, but I say share whatever God has put on your heart to share. Amen. Um, you know, I don't ever put anybody in a position that you feel that you have to, um, disclose personal information that would be detrimental um, to you or, or put you in a place of embarrassment or anything like that. But, you know, but whatever God has given you to share, you know, um, you know, sometimes God does stretch. You know, there's some things I don't necessarily want to share that I've shared, but I understood at the same time when I shared that it released somebody else. And I am from one who believed that God allowed you to go through some things so that what that you'll be an example for somebody else. Amen. Hallelujah. So if this is your first time at the Safe House Church, welcome to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to serve as pastor over this um, virtual congregation. Amen. And we're just so grateful here um, in the city of Greensboro for all that God has done and what he's blessed us with. And we thank you 
for keeping us financially sound, amen, keeping us up and running and being able to come in these virtual places as we continue to still look for a place. I don't know what God is going to do, uh, but I know the place hasn't come yet because I know what he's given, you know, the vision that he's given me and I'm just, we just holding on. We're just going to hold on and you know what, it's going to be all right. And we're just going to continue to save and save and save and invest and save and invest. And, and then in due season, when it's time, we're going to know. Amen. Um, I see time and time again in the Bible, I've heard from others that God said, when it's time to move, we'll move. Because I do believe God is putting us in a position that we want to be a blessing to our community and not just have a place that we all come together and we have a good time and we wear our fancy suits and hats and coats and shoes and all this kind of stuff. That stuff has its place, amen, but we want to be a um, a catalyst for change in our community. Um, if all hearts and minds clear, I'm going to give first, um, I'm going to give honor to um, the Spirit of God and God for saving me and keeping me. And I want to also give honor to our First Lady, my wife, um, Sister Felicia Ely. We're just so grateful for all that's done. Had our family up on yesterday. We have the pre-service because you know how it is um those who are married you know and you got family on both sides you, you have to negotiate and this year was the year for them to come up here so came up here and got to spend some time and see them on yesterday um as many of you know i've been flying all over the place god has opened up some tremendous doors for me and i've been at nasa the last week and i was down in houston texas and that's how i got to touch base with sister sherelle and some of the things that god is doing there i'm telling you god is on the move there's a lot of things out there. This world is vast. There's a lot of things that you've, uh, you know, the eyes have not seen. I'm here to tell you. But nonetheless, God is good. He is, um, we're grateful for him on this morning. And I want to say a good morning to all of you all, everybody of the Safe House Church, all the families of the Safe House Church. God bless you and um, Pastor Ely loves you and continually has you in his prayers. All right, so as we move forward, on this morning, there is a word from the Lord I want to share with you on today. Um, I know you noticed this. The change of the background there and the change of the background is to go somewhat with um, our theme today um, or the message that God has for us here on today that I want to share with you. So as we go into the word of the Lord here on today, let me see if I can get my mouse moving here in the right direction and um, doing what I need it to do. Amen, amen, amen. I think all hearts and minds are clear. I think we've covered everything. Um, let's see. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, would you be so kind this morning? I'm not going to be before you long, amen. Um, to turn with me to the book of Matthew. We want to go to Matthew, the second chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 12. Matthew, the second chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 12. And I will get them here on the screen momentarily. Give me a second here. All right. Matthew, verses 1 through 12. Let me zoom that out a little bit so we can get it all in there. All right. And it reads, it says, so this is the visit of the Magi. The visit of the Magi. You will find that Magi is the um, the pure, the pure, pure form, purality form of Magnus. Uh, Magnus is also known as wise men. So you have the Magi, Magi meaning more than one, Magnus meaning one, and then you have the um, what we know them to be as the wise men. And one of the things that you'll find. Uh, about the wise men, there's a lot of things that some recent studies and things that have come out 
um, talking about these guys and that, you know, the inaccuracy of this story and that how some people have told it, you know, not that the Bible is inaccurate because I don't believe the Bible is inaccurate at all. It says exactly what it says. The Bible says don't take to it, don't add to it, nor take from it. But there's some things that, you know, how sometimes we interpret things and then things get passed from um, generation to generation and we find that they won't necessarily true. And you all know we explore a lot of those kind of things here in this ministry. All right, so let's read. The Bible says this, and it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, so this is Jesus already being born. We know we're getting to the point that we're celebrating Jesus' Jesus's birth. But so this is after this. In Bethlehem in, um, of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is, the, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and come to worship him. When Heron the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Why? Because there's a new king being born. He's king. So he's like, if I'm king and somebody else is being raised up, then that's a problem. That's a threat to his throne. And he goes on and he says this. And he says, and, um, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them, where uh, where Christ should be born. So he's asking them, where is this Christ born? Why? Because more likely, Herod is probably going to go get him killed. He wants to know. He's inquiring why. Because there's a threat to his throne. There's a threat to his power. Do you not know when people hear new you know, ones coming up and threats to their power? It's not a thing of embracing or, or bringing in the new. But sometimes people see this as a threat. And since they see this as a threat, then what they do everything they can to eliminate that threat. All right, so now he's asking. He doesn't know where they are. He doesn't know where he is, but he's heard the rumors of this of this new king being born, so therefore he wants to find out about him. He wants to inquire. And the Bible says this, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophet. And then, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not thou least among the, priest, the princes of Judah? Um, not Judah. Judah. Yeah, Judah. And um, for... Out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Haran, when he privately called the uh, privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So here's what he's asking: When does this star appear? Because what I want to use this to be able to find this person. And then he goes on. He says, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you ye have found him. Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. You know, when she, you know, you know. here we know, remember, Heron is up to no good. You know, when you know a snake and you know it's a snake and you trust the snake, trust the snake to always bite you. Why? Because it's a snake. So here, Heron is saying, oh, I just want to come worship him. But remember, they already said that they feel threatened. They already feel the whole kingdom feels threatened. Why? Because if Heron is no longer the king, that the way that they do things, the way that they move, the way that they exercise their power is now threatened. Why? Because if a new ruler comes in, there's a good possibility and a strong chance that the way that they do things is going to change. Therefore, people are going to lose positions. And therefore, people who have certain statue, um, um, status and all this stuff is about to change. And you see this all the time. You see this time all the time in our government. You see this in our local government. You see this in our politics. This is why these elections were so important because people, you know, the way that they wanted to rule and the way that they want to do things, what could be vastly affected. And therefore, 
they're doing everything in their power to be able to keep their positioning. Watch this. And he goes on, he says this. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the, um, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly, um, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come, went, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they, pre they presented unto him gifts, um, him gifts of gold and frank frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. They departed into their own country another way. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you, Lord Jesus, this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word, Lord Jesus, that we're about to share, Lord Jesus, with your people, oh God. Lord, I ask that you help us, oh God, on today. Lord Jesus, impartate this word, Lord Jesus, to give it to your people, to deliver it, Lord Jesus, in the way that you've given it to us. Lord, help us, oh God, and go forward in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If I was to use for a subject today for a little bit, I want to talk to you from the point of, of this that I believe God has given me today is um, called mission control. Mission control. Stay with me for a moment. I want to make, run some parallels here. Mission control. So we find here on today as we read this story, the visit of the Magi, aka also known as the wise men. The wise men here, they are following the words that they heard. And that they heard that there was a new king. And because there was a new king, then they saw this great star. That this star would lead them to the king according to what the prophets had said. So now here the, you find the wise men, what they're doing, they're on the mission. And in their way, on their mission, they're, their mission, they are pulled aside by King Herod. So them being people of um, authority, understand authority. How many of you know when you are of authority, you understand authority? And therefore, you know, so they get pulled to the side and Heron gives them instructions to say, look, um, this king you hear of, please let me know where he is because I would like to go and spend time and I would like to worship him also and give him, you know, his, you know, as we say, his props or give him his respect. Amen. As the young child and that who's going to one day be king. And then the Bible goes on and tells us that they continue to what they follow this star by night until they get to the point they said that the star was navigating or was um, orbiting up right above where the child was so they found that child and when they found that child they came and they worshiped him and they brought him gifts of frankincense and myrrh and gold now one of these things this is a very interesting story that we find um that's in the bible that's told a lot of times during the christmas holiday and during the christmas season and you often heard it talked about we three kings that are come you know worrying afar and what we find is that the bible um, can't find them speaking of kings. In fact, what we find is that these wise men and what these wise men were, were they were men of great scholarly um, endeavors. In fact, what you find that the wise men, the reason they were known as wise, number one, some of them were astronomers. They were astronomers that they studied the heavenly stars, which would make sense why they actually saw 
the star itself and that what they saw something that was different in the sky. You know, those who study astronomy, what they're doing is they're looking for differences in the sky. They're looking at the stars and the moons and all these kind of things and trying to figure out what is different, what is different from what I've seen here before, what has changed, what is um, not the same. And then they saw that there was this star that stood out amongst all the other stars that was in the eastern um, region of the eastern hemisphere. And then they knew that of the prophecy and heard of the stories of the king being born. And therefore, now they were lining these things up together. Why? Because these men were of scholarly endeavors. What we find here now that these men also believe to be maybe mathematicians, which would follow right along with them being astronomers and astronomers and mathematicians and that they were calculating the things we know about Galileo's telescope and all these kind of things and all these things that many mathematicians have done um, down through the ages. And they also believe to be theologians in that what they study the world's um, different religions and things that of that nature. And they're also known to be what dream interpreters, amen, that here they have what the ability to interpret dreams, which we, you will find, as we know at the end of the story, that we find that they had, the Bible said that they had a dream. And in that dream, they were in, given the instruction not to go back to Haram because the Bible, I mean, God already knew what Haram had in place for Jesus. He already knew what he was going to do and what they um, what they had planned. So we believe that now that you know, our studies have shown us and, and archaeological evidence and other things that these guys were just wise men, but they were what they were scholars. And what we know that we know of wise men, what would happen, every kingdom would have wise men and these men would serve their king. See, these kings, even the kings of, of, of old, knew and understood that well, I don't know everything, that I need good people around me. I need people who know what they're doing. I know I need people who understand certain things because if you're a good king, you know that you don't know everything. In fact, they tell me that the best leaders know and understand what they don't know. And I find myself as I get older and I go through things, I'm, I realize there are a lot of things that I don't know and I'm better off finding somebody else who does know or finding someone who does know so that I can make the right decisions concerning God's people that I can write to make the right decision concerning my family and in my health and all these other things. Amen. So now we find that here that these wise men themselves actually serve kingdoms. They're not kings themselves, but they serve kingdoms and which would make sense why when they were going along, they were pulled off the track by who they were pulled off the track by Haran. I mean, Herod. And when Herod um, heard of them, he pulled them to the side and he gave them an order. Why? Cause he had, order that they what serving kings amen and since they serving kings they understand authority and the authority here was saying that heron said i'm not gonna keep calling him heron herod um said look tell them that when you find this great king when you find this new boy king please let my people know let us know come back and report but what we find out later on that there's another king who speaks to them it's called the king of kings and the lord of lords and he speaks to them in a dream and he tells them hey look you are not to share the location of the child. In fact, the Bible tells us that when they find the child and they worship the child and they bring the frankincense and the myrrh to the child, that what they go on to their each to their own country, which means that what they got orders to supersede the orders that they had. Oh, come on, somebody, are y'all with me? They had gotten orders to supersede the orders that they had. So therefore what they did is what they learned of them and they went. Now, one of the things I understand and I know that sometimes 
we as brothers and sisters, we got to understand that God has a mission for us. That what he, you know, he told us to go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And we know that name to be Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who was born in the manger, Jesus who was born of Mary, Jesus who was conceived of the Holy Ghost, Jesus who was God enrobed in the flesh that was here that we celebrate on December the 25th as the day of his birth, of his birth, even though we know that's not the day, but I'm glad that we have taken the time to celebrate because the Bible says he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright morning star. He is the lamb of God. And I'm grateful for him being the lamb, but God sometimes puts us on missions and that, and sometimes in our mission, I need you to understand that God has our mission under control that your mission, I know some of you look at your lives and you look at all the different things that you've been through. As I was sharing with others this weekend, I was learning and I was understanding and I was here at the NASA head, one of the NASA headquarters there in, um, in um, Houston, Texas. And I was seeing some things and I saw a lot of things that were tickling to the eye and I saw some things that I know I couldn't speak on and some things that I, I, I shouldn't speak on and say. But one thing that I did get to share is they showed us one place that I was able to take a picture of and that they uh, gave us the opportunity to share. I was able to go to this place called um, Mission Control. If I can get my picture up here in a second, I will. And at this Mission Control, what I found is there was a lot of things going on at this place called Mission Control. And that Mission Control is where they controlled everything about this flight. So we know that many of us, I don't know if you see, this is actually a Mission Control. This is actually a picture I took of the real world Mission Control there at NASA headquarters. And, and what you'll find here, I find that was interesting is that those who are on the shuttle, those who are on the space missions, do you not, you may not know this, maybe you didn't know, but I found it to know that they do not control the flight of their mission. They do not control the flight of their mission. Yes, someone's in the shuttle and there's all kinds of things and apparatuses and stuff inside of there, but they do not control the flight of their mission. There's a group there in Houston, Texas that control the flight of their mission. They tell them when to launch. They tell them how to launch. They tell them how to bring the plane back. I mean, bring the shuttle back into the atmosphere or the rocket back into the atmosphere. They control everything from right here in this place. If you look there in the middle, there's all kinds of, there's a whole map of the whole world that's laid out flat. Amen. We know the world's not flat. We know the world is spherical. It's in the shape of a spirit, but they lay it out here flat and there's all kinds of patterns there. You'll see all kinds of patterns of how the satellites and things are moving. And all this is being controlled from this one place here in Texas. In this place of mission control, they, they know all the things that are going on there in the atmosphere. And that's what they sitting back as a big, almost like a big puppet master controlling these things. I want to remind you today that we have a mission control and that his name is Jesus. And as Jesus sits back and he controls your life, all he wants us to do is allow him to have control. Because what, if he has control of our life, that he can what run the missions for us, that he can tell us where to go, that God has given us instruction. He's told us where to go. He's told us what to do. But many of us don't want that. We want to do it ourselves. And we want to go the way we want to, we want to go. But the Bible says that what well, he already knows the plans that he has for you. If you notice here, they have plans here. They are noticing here that they, they have here. They can see the space, um, the, um, the space, uh, the, 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 the space station and how the space station is moving. There's a crew that was up there and we can see them and they can control and knew exactly what they were doing. They have when they were going to eat. They have when they were going to get up. They have what work they were going to do. They have when they were going to do that work. They have when they were going to have their private time. They had when everything, they have a very, very regimented and scheduled life. Do you not know we as believers have a very, very regimented and scheduled life that God is going to tell us when to go and when to move. Why? Because it's what in our best interest that we move 
and we go when he tells us to go, that we go and do what he tells us to do when he tells us to do it. Why? Because he knows exactly what's going on. He sees more than we see. And the first thing I will ask you to do today is that number one, he wants us just follow his lead. Uh, God has given us what to follow his lead. And God put that what there for the wise man. He put that star in there and said, look, you don't know which direction to go. And there's going to be some things that's going to come that's going to try to throw you off. There's going to be some things that's going to move you. There's going to be some distractions that are going to come. But I'm telling you, if you follow my lead, that you're going to be all right. If you follow my lead, I'm going to take care of you. If you follow my lead, I'm going to guide you. If you follow my lead, I'm going to take you where you need to go. If you follow my lead, I'm going to make sure that you don't re reach a, a, a destruction. Because the Bible said that well, I, my plan is for you to have good success and to have what a, a destined end that I know exactly the end that I have for you, that I have exactly where you want I want you to go. And I know you don't always understand why I have you there. But see, they can see things that those people in that shuttle don't see. They can see things that the people who are sitting on that on that space on that space station they can't see. They can see asteroids coming from millions of miles away. They may be in the path, they may be in the trajectory of that spaceship. So what? Then they can tell them to move the spaceship to the left or to move the spaceship to the right. And they might not necessarily want to move the spaceship to the left or to the right. But what? They giving them to move it why? Because they know what's ahead. Hey Amen. Do you not know, brothers and sisters, that we serve a God who knows exactly what's ahead? So since He knows what is ahead, all he asking us to do is what to follow my lead that I already know trust that I have plans for you that what he said follow my lead that he took those wise men and he took them to what that yes you know all this astronomy yes you know all these things you know some things have changed but you don't know it all so therefore I'm asking you to follow my lead and I'm going to lead you where you need to go if you if I lead you then I'm going to you if you if I lead you and you follow my commands and you follow where I tell you to go that what the Bible tells us all the time that what obedience is better than sacrifice so number point number two is that he has a different point of view. Oh, come on, somebody. I noticed that mission control, they can see the whole world. I'm guaranteeing you those on that shuttle, they have very limited point of view. They have very limited information. They only have the information that they need that as they own the need to know basis. Oh, come on, somebody. See, sometimes there are things that go wrong, amen, that go wrong and they find out they're in headquarters that what they try to fix the problem. They try to control the problem before they tell those why they don't want to panic those in the shuttle. Because they know those are there, what they have a limited thing. They are still human. There are things that they go through. They got emotions. They got, you know, say they still have their biological um, um, senses and all this stuff that's in their body. So what they try to do is what? They eliminate as many things that they need to do as possible so that they can just focus on the mission. So mission control controls all the things that you can't control. Come on, somebody. How many of you know that God has a mission control on your life and he controls all the things that you can't control? But see, oftentimes, brothers and sisters, we get in this place that we think we ain't charged and we think that we ain't control. And all God is telling us that lead, let follow my lead, that I have a point of view, that I see things that are millions of miles away. I see things that are on the horizon. I see things before you see them. I know these things before you know them. I know before they come into fruition. I know before they show up. And because I know I'm leading you out of the way, I know it seems like I might be leading you in harm's way. I know it may be putting you in a direction that you don't want to go. I know you're doing some things that you don't necessarily want to do, but I'm here to tell you today that my point of view is greater than your point of view. I know things before you know them, man. I see them before they come. I know that the enemy is trying to lay a trap for you. I know that he's trying to set a way of a certain destruction for you. And because I know this, that I set up a way, I set up a plan that if you would trust me, if you would trust my mission control, if you would follow the star, if you would follow the guy that I've already placed before you and don't deviate from the path that what I would take care of you. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. How do you know that God has mission control over your life? Amen. So they're here in this mission control. They're able what? To look over all these things and see and control the path that they control and move things from all out of harm's way and all kinds of stuff may be happening to them. But number three, what I want to share with you today, they what? There's a destination in mind. And they're, and they're in mission control. They have a destination in mind. Their destination and their, and their thing is what? I want to bring you back home safely. Despite all the things that we want to do scientifically, despite all the things we want to know, despite all the things we would like to discover, we don't want it our goal not to lose not one human life. That everybody that we send up there, we want to bring them back home safely. We want them to come back into their families and we want them to be able to tell of the experiences and all the things. Do you not know that's the same thing that God wants for you? He does not what? He wants you to go be able to go back home safely. He wants you to be able to navigate the things safely. Why? So that you can share the testimony with somebody to talk about how great he is, that how good of God he is, that how he healed your body, how he saved your family, how he made a way out of nowhere, how he continued to supply you. That every time you went to the cupboard and you knew the cupboard was bare, there happened to be some more. Every time that, that lady went to that curse of oil, every time she knew there was no more oil in there, she went in there and there happened to be some more oil. And he is what? A God that what? He's able the Bible said that I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread, for he's more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So I'm here to tell you today, if you let him control your mission, that he has a way, that he has a plan that's set out for you. If you'll follow him like the wise men did, if you will follow the instruction that way, he would give you the instruction. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will bring you to the king. He will bring you to before great men and he will allow you to bow and worship the king and know that the king and he will speak to you to say, look, don't fall back but follow this way and go that way and go this way and go that way so that what you can walk and lead and do all truth and understanding and go forth and be a blessing to somebody else. Oh, come on somebody. Are y'all with me this morning? How do you know that he is in control? that our God is in control. And I want to remind someone today who's feeling desolate. I know that the world has been in all in morning, morning because of this, this actor, amen, who took his life, amen. And, and people all of a sudden, you know, and we get this every now and then that people all of a sudden all around the world gets all up in arms that people, be, be honest though, but people have been hurting themselves for a long time. And we've been saying this for a long time, but God has a plan. He has a plan for us. And the enemy, what he does everything he can to do it, to deter each and every one of us. We all have our moments. We've all had our moments. And I'm asking you to give help, but I'm asking you also to reach out to one of us. Reach out to God's people where there is what? There is hope. Amen. That we all have seen this. We all go through these things and we all go through things. And I just wish there was one of us who could have touched out. Amen. Somebody who's a believer. I'm not necessarily talking about me or not talking about you all, but somebody that's a believer that was someone who can reach and pray and, you know, because prayer does change things. Amen. I know everybody doesn't always believe in prayer, but I believe in the power of prayer. And I know that it's been what? It changes things in my life. I know it's changed things in your life and it's kept us together. And, and we reach out there during these times that we all go through that during the holiday season. I understand that people get depressed and people go through things and people miss loved ones. And we all have these things that the Bible said, well, if we, if we that what the man's days were short and full of trouble, that we all will have trouble on this side. But I'm asking us today and we just focus on who's in control, that things come and go, that we go through things and we go ups and downs and we all around, but if we would just focus on who God has called us to be in, we would just focus on the mission. See, the thing is, if you remember that I was telling you that those in the shuttle, they have limited information. They don't know everything. They don't know as much as the people there on the ground. They only give them what? The information they need on the ask the need to know basis. Mm -hmm. And this is what God does for us. 
He gives us the information we need to know as the need to know basis. Because if God told us each and everything about everything that was coming towards us, many of us would quit. Many of us would throw in the towel. And this is why, brothers and sisters, we have to trust him. This is why we have to trust that what he has our best interests at heart. This is why we have to trust and know that what God, he's looking out for us. This is why we have to know that, Lord, I don't understand what's going on right now. Lord, I don't understand why I feel the way I feel. Lord, I don't understand why my mind is messed up the way it's messed up right now. But Lord, I'm trusting you, Lord, that you're going to bring it all together, Lord. For all things work together for the good of them, the whole cause of the Lord according to his purpose, oh God. And Lord, as we work in purpose, Lord, we know that you have this mission that's set up before us. And as we flow, as we walk on this mission, as we talk on this mission, as we go forward in this mission, Lord, to know, Lord, that you got us. Lord, I don't understand it. Lord, I don't understand all the things that you're doing for the Safe House Church. But Lord, I know you're putting things in place. I don't understand that you're doing everything that you're doing in this sister's life and this brother's life, Lord, but I trust that you're lining them up, oh God. And you're lining them up, Lord, the way that they need to be lined up, Lord. And we'll move the way that you need us to move, Lord. If you lead us, Lord Jesus, we'll follow, oh God. How many of you are determined, Lord, I'm going to follow you? I'm going to follow you, Lord, and I'm going to go where you want us to go. Lord, I'm going to say what you want us to say. Lord, I know I don't always understand it, Lord. I know it don't always make sense, oh God. But Lord, you are in control of the mission. Lord, that you are mission control. Lord, you see it all, Lord. You know what's going on over here. Lord, you see a million miles over there. Lord, you see 10 years down the road right here. Lord, you see this. And Lord, all I am is, Lord, I'm walking on this, this path. Lord, I'm following this star. Lord, I'm going forward, Lord, doing what you called me to do, Lord Jesus. And hoping, Lord Jesus, that I'm pleasing in your sight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know you just want to be pleasing in his sight? And stay on the mission and know that God has it all under control. So number one today, I wanted you to know, Follow his lead. Follow his lead. I know it ain't always easy because sometimes, you know, we have these things that we see with our own eyes that we believe that this is the case. We have this thing that we see with our own eyes. We believe that is the case. We have this thing that we see with our own eyes that we should go this way and go in that direction and do this and do that. But where he leads, let us follow. Number two, let us know that this, what our point of view is not the only point of view. That God has a point of view that's vast, that's bigger that's better. And he sees all and he knows all. He's the beginning and he's the end. You know why he's the beginning and the end? Because it's a circle. <laughs> Do you not know that they call this a cycle? The circle of life? That what? The beginning is the end. Oh, come on, somebody. Did you catch that? That when you're in a circle, the beginning is the end. Why? Because he's right there and he sees it all and he knows it all and he's following. So we what? We are to follow his need because what? He has a point of view that's vast. He has a point of view that's all encompassing. He's a point of view that sees all. Mm -hmm. And the last place is know that what? We're going to meet our destination. We're going exactly where he wants us to go. And I know we don't understand it. Why? Because you've never been there before. You don't understand why he's stretching you in this area because you've never been there before. You don't know it, but he knows what you need for the journey. So this is why he's pushing you this way. This is why he's moving you this way. That's why he's pulling you in this direction because he knows exactly what you need for the journey ahead. So what? We have to trust him, brothers and sisters. I have to trust. I don't know. I ask God and I look. I said, Lord, where's my career going? Where's this going? Lord, why am I in this? Why am I in that? It seemed like I'm all over the place. And God said, just know that I got it all working together. So now I see things 20 years ago that I did 20 years ago and now coming to fruition now. 
that y'all catch that. That things I did 20 years ago, now I'm starting to see right now why I did it. And there was things that I did 15 years ago that I'm starting to understand why God had let me to do that. And, and, and I know many of you are starting to see these things, the things that God allowed you to do 10 or 15 and 20 years ago, that now you're starting to see, say, okay, God, I understand why you had me to do that now, Lord. At the time, I didn't understand. Lord, at the time, I don't understand why I was going up the rough side of the mountain. At the time, I didn't understand why was you taking me, it seemed like, all around about. It seemed like everybody else was streamlined, that everybody else got what they wanted right away, and everybody else went, went right away, and everybody else's ministry took off right away, and everybody else's thing turned. But, Lord, I knew now that, I know now, Lord, you, there's a direction, Lord, you, that you wanted me to take, oh, God, because, Lord, you had me a little differently, Lord, you, and you, you was running me a little differently, oh, God, and you was controlling this a little bit different, oh, God, and you were moving this a little bit different, oh, God, and you guiding us here a little bit different, Lord, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. How many of you are grateful for God's lead? If you would let him be mission control, hallelujah, that he would control your flights. He would control because he sees. And you're like, Lord, why you took me to the left? But you didn't see that asteroid coming. Lord, why you took me to the right? But you didn't see that, that, that comet coming by on this side. That all these things that would have taken you out. But he knows from his point of view and know that God is going to get you to the desired destination that he has for you. This is why the Bible says well, he will give you the desires of your heart. Not, no, not necessarily meaning that he'll give you everything that you want, but he'll give you what you need in your heart that you desire to what? That, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go after you. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to do your way, Lord. I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to talk the talk. I'm going to move the way you tell me to move, Lord. That what you got us, oh God. Lord, I don't understand why I got to go through this. Lord, I don't understand why Why my family got to be jacked up. Lord, I don't understand, Lord, why my marriage got to go through this. Lord, why do my children got to have these issues? Lord, why do, Lord, do my career have to seem like it's topsy-turvy? Lord, why does my bank account have to be funny? Lord, why do it seem like, Lord, I, I did this and I did that. But I'm here to tell you that all things work together. That God has a plan. And you come out of this and you'll be able to tell somebody else who made the decision, amen, that God allowed you to be in it because he wanted it for his glory, but somebody else made the decision and you'll be able to tell them how to get out of it. Why? Because God has taken you through. This is why you say, I give God the glory. You know, I'm no man of my own. I'm just a little boy who grew up in Kittrell, North Carolina with no stoplights, amen. I walked most of the places I wanted to go and God is what allowed me to see the world. Amen. And it's because of his grace. And I will forever give his name the honor and glory. They tell me I can't say his name, then that means I don't need to be there. If I can't give his name the glory, that don't mean I need to be there. Then, you know, some people say, well, that means you're not going to go that way. Then if that's the case, then so be it. Well, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Because <laughs> I know it was nothing that Peter done. It was no door that Peter opened, but it was the doors that he opened. The Bible said that the doors he opened, no man had closed. So, you know what? If he opened up the door for you, you got to believe that he opened up the door because it's part of your mission and that you're going to go forth and what you're going to spare. You're going to cry out and spare not. And that what you're going to use reason, amen. We're going to be practical. We're going to be use reason. We're going to be strategic, amen. But we're going to do God's will because God has allowed you to go to each and every place that you can. So, what? That you can be a light. That you can deposit a light. That you can deposit love. You can deposit kindness. You can deposit peace. That what? You are what? A part of the light. And that light that lives inside of you. The Bible said that that light that will be on a hill that cannot be here. Do you not know that is you? And God shows his glory, what? Through you. People's lives are changed, what? Through you. People watch you through you. People are living, believe it or not, whether you want to believe it or not, they're living through you. And I know you say, oh, Pastor, that's a lot of pressure. Yes, it is. But to whom much is given, much is required. And God has given you much, much way of talent, understanding, ingenuity, 
spirituality. He's done all these things for you. And therefore, what he's leading you to that rock is how to mission control. He's got it under control. All he's asking us to do is take the ride and go where he tells us to go. And lead and trust the path that he's got us on that we're going to get there. God bless you all. I love you all. I um, hope that this message has found you where you are. Someone who was struggling today with trying to chart their own path. Get off your own path. Let mission control tell you where to go. Let mission control lead you. Let mission control guide you. And see, yes, the path, sometimes it's going to be rocky. Yes, sometimes the path is going to have bumps. It's going to have shakes and bruises. But you're not going to die. You're going to get there if you stay the path. God bless you all. I love you all on today. If this message has been a blessing to you, ask that you consider sowing into the Safe House Ministry. Here at the Safe House Church, we do tithe and often by way of the Cash App. Um, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal.me forward slash Ministry Aid. Again, that's PayPal. Dot M-E forward slash ministry. The Bible says it like this, a give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all. Thank you for all your support and prayers of this ministry. We're just so grateful. We cannot do what we do without your support on these airways. We're just grateful for all God has done and all he continues to do. And thank you for all those who tithe and support this ministry. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. I love you all. You all, I know it's getting in the holiday season. I just want to tell you um, a very um, Merry Christmas and um, to you all. Amen. We will be here on next Sunday. Um, so we'll be available to you, those who would like to tune in. I encourage you to tune in because I do believe there will be a word from the Lord. But I also understand that, you know, people, you know, we are a family church and I believe in sharing um, time with you know the family, amen. So I just ask that give us an hour next week. Just give me an hour. Y'all know I'm not very long anyway, but we'll be right back here at nine a um, nine a.m. on next Sunday. Next Sunday being the um, Christmas day. Also want to um, let you know we will be back in our Bible class on Wednesday night, um, unless something um, unforeseen comes for us on Wednesday. We'll be in our Bible class at seven p.m. God bless you all. I love you all. Take care, and I look forward to seeing you all the rest of the week. And those, um, remember uh, our prayer. We'll be in our prayer, our normal prayer time, 6 a.m. on Monday through uh, Friday. 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, for, you know, we don't take any the days off. We always need to speak with him. Amen. Um, so if you show desire, you can be there in our prayer. God bless you all. I love you all. Take care. Spend some time with friends and family today. Get to know someone else you don't know. And always witness the gospel. Take care. Love you. And have a good one. Bye-bye.